0: Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Dylan Forrett of the band Rust and Lapsaria. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! what's going on caffeinated crew today. I'm joined by Dylan, my, my brother from another mother and another city and another country. That's me from
1: rust. (laughs) This isn't really Dylan. It's Addison. I'm I'm his twin brother. So he's really in bed right now. Honestly, it
0: could pass because it is
1: audio only,
0: but because I'm looking at you, I know that your ears are more stretched than Addison's.
1: Yeah. Like people still mess it up though. And I love it. Yeah. Like people that I've known for like 15 years still, like <laughs> sometimes they're like, Addison, what's up? And I'm like, we're not friends anymore. Like, I'm like, look at the ears, man. <laughs> your haircuts are different too. Y'all don't have the identical haircuts. No. And I've also just let mine go. Like I think his parts the other way, but like, we're both balding anyways, so it's like, I'm going to have to just start shaving it. Yeah, you know, he's also got like a dope ass fade. I usually do. Yo, Chino, my barber shout out, like, he's going to hate me. Like, I'm seeing him tomorrow, <laughs> literally like 10 a.m. It's been like over a month and I usually go every like two weeks, mm-hmm. but it, don't look at me. I'm glad this is only the audio. Yeah. Well, me too, because... You look beautiful. Well, you know why? <laughs> cuz you're wearing a a rust new age t-shirt. No. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm wearing a rust new age t-shirt. The one you specifically ordered when we announced it for $8. Yo, what a steal. I didn't I should have got one cuz I don't even know if I'm going to get one. How do you not get one for free? We have to find out. Literally mm. Tommy's the only one that bought one cuz he's smart.
0: It was eight dollars. He should have just bought four. What the fuck, Tommy?
1: I'm just gonna say yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking? Um Tim Hortons. Just kidding. I got almost hung
0: up. I literally I know know.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine? No folgers. Um (laughs) do you know monogram? Yeah, I do. Yeah, monogram. It's La Laguenta, I don't know if I said that right. It's just a filter. It's like flavors of emotional breakdowns and hardcore. Um milk chocolate, yeah. almond, and caramel. Oh, it's it's like a traditional sounding is it Colombian? Yeah. Guatemalan. Oh. Mm. And it's a washed coffee for anyone that cares, which they should.
2: They should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna show you the roast date on this. Cause it was definitely last year. Anyway, oh, fuck, are you
0: serious? Refreezing it though? No, no, no. Oh my god, blasphemy. <laughs> well, if it's sealed, you can freeze it.
1: Yeah, I just learned something today.
0: Like get a, if you have a coffee that you really like, this is just like a word to the wise. I, I okay. learned this recently. Oh freezing coffee is useless unless it's in a um an airtight environment.
1: Yeah, I've been like shitting on people that like freeze their coffee for like all my life.
0: Don't and freeze now, ground coffee. Oh, if you have
1: ground coffee, get out. Get out. Just, yeah, go, go back to, I don't know, Alaska or something, wherever you came from. Go, go, go as far away from me as possible. If you, if you freeze, or if you grind your coffee and like leave it there for like two months and still use it, like I'll see you in I, hell, bro. The ba-
0: <laughs> bags of pre-ground coffee. That's what kills me.
1: Cause you don't actually know how old those are. Like there's no. a date on it. So you're like, that's yeah, fine. It tastes like coffee. You
0: know, if a coffee has a best buy date, like use before date, don't buy it.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy it legit unless you were there roasting it yourself just don't buy it (laughs) don't buy it um this is gonna look familiar to you oh oh is this oh i'm gonna cry i've been waiting oh my god i should have done it
0: i'm drinking a brazil from ethica coffee roasters shout out best coffee roaster or i would say like top and this is in the top three best coffee roasters in Toronto, Ethica coffee roasters. This is interstellar. It's their natural fermented Brazilian coffee, milk, Mm. chocolate, floral, sweet citrus. I am not a lover of Brazilian coffees. I will be very blunt. I'll be very honest. (laughs) Um, this is a wonderful coffee. It's so good, very complex, but still has that very chocolatey familiar. Um, like Brazilian character, but the Dude. floral notes and the citrus is crazy good.
1: All right, I'll be there in six hours. Give me a minute. <laughs> Maybe seven, because, you know, after 11 a.m., it's rush hour, so I'll be there in, in seven hours. <laughs> Yo, that sounds so good. I remember it's when you bought good. it, you yeah. were like hiding in a new jacket like it was a bag of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you were like look what I got and you opened like the trench coat um, yeah. Dude, that was literally my first time going there when, when we met up there cuz you know I'm an uneducated Neanderthal and I just like Don't leave my house or the bus anymore Like I hadn't heard of it. And so you were like yo, we're going here and I'm like, okay and So that was my dope.
0: first time there too, but you knew about it already I knew about it because I had had it at Synonym in Hamilton, right? Um, and it was like very Dude. memorable espresso. So I was like, "Oh, we gotta check it out. We
1: gotta go to the real place." You know, it's memorable that that drink that John got that he <laughs> just like that he just like put in the dish tray, like just like just the walk of shame, and like <laughs> <laughs> he pawned it off on me. Yo, I, I can't believe you did that. John, I'm calling you out, bro. Yeah. He, it, he, I mean, to be fair, it was
0: odd in taste and texture.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a texture thing, too. It was weird. It was warm. Was it thick? <laughs> it was thick. <laughs> he also spilled it on his white Nikes. Brand new white like Air Forces. Yeah, I wouldn't have even been able to play a show after that. I would have straight up just like gone home. Like, yeah. People can't see what it was, but it was literally like magenta. Like,
2: it
0: it was like this weird warm rhubarb milk punch with like
1: a cinnamon stick in it and like Star Anise and orange. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start a band called Star Anise? For fans said,
0: for fans of
1: of rhubarb warm punch <laughs> and Nikes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm unhinged. Dude, so why don't we go on tour?
0: I honestly feel like it's very easily doable because we're all gonna have visas. Great up. You guys already... are signed, so we're we're gonna be the next band signed to New Age.
1: Hell yeah. Like, shout out new age
0: i mean i i haven't we haven't even discussed this but i'm just know, manifesting but like, it
1: yeah you have to say it out loud for it to happen i know I think, and i think rick manifested it to be honest really because straight up like when we started writing some new stuff he was like well you know you, you always have those talks of like So like what do you want to do once we like write some stuff we're like well obviously record it and then like see what happens and like maybe shop it around and like if nobody wants it we'll just put it out ourselves but like if you don't ask you don't know that's true and i was like yo like what what labels do you want to hit up or like who do you want to send it to and you know we had a list and like his first choice on that list was new age so it was like pretty wild i think Rick's probably like the most stoked out of all of us. I mean, we're obviously all beyond stoked and like, it's like a dream or whatever, but like Rick just like, he manifested the hell out of it. Cause like he's loved new age forever. And like, every time we talked about it, it was just like, basically that was the only option. (laughs) What was your first choice? Pure Noise? No, I'm kidding.
0: Dude, you can't put your first, you can't have your first time release out on, on Pure Come on.
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, was, as fun as dig. that would be. That, that was a dig. Um, sorry, John. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry,
0: old band. Um, Talking about manifesting? Oh, yeah, well, that too. <laughs> Speaking
1: about manifesting, though. What? Monday's Bay Reunion. Yo, do it right now. Do it stop, right. Stop being in every other band, John, and just, just do Mondays Bay. So, because this is another Ontario episode, I feel
0: like Ontario loves Mondays Bay like more than even Montreal. So, more than John, <laughs> every, all of the, all of my Ontario people listening, start a petition. Just get as many signatures as you can. We only have like two members that we need to convince.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, like
2: yeah, just I'll one just Joe. It
0: one show reunion final show
1: yo speaking of reunions i mean not really a reunion but it just brought to mind that thing i sent you the the emory tour did you see that they're not coming here though i know but they're gonna shout be in toronto right shout out Emery, why aren't you coming here <laughs> they never yeah. come to canada Yeah. With the almost. Did you see that? Oh, my God. I didn't see that. Yeah. They're playing like Southern. Was it Southern Weather? Is that the album? Oh, man. That's the best one. Yeah. So they're both doing albums. That's Uh, the one
0: that uh, Aaron played everything. He recorded it all himself.
1: That was like one of those moments where I was like, I should just give up on life because if I can't. (laughs) If I can't play drums, play guitar, play bass, and sing, like why am I even trying? Because like, there's people that just do that, and I'm like, cool, man. I can barely do what I do, like, but yeah, go ahead. Know like yeah. four instruments really well, and just like, you know, take over the world. Like I'll I'll be behind you watching. <laughs> Straight up, I
0: I started learning guitar way more seriously after that album came out,
1: dude. Inf- I mean it is a very influential album to me for sure because I love Under Oath I mean yeah. you should everyone should love Under Oath at least one album I asked this question
0: to Bryce because he was a Christcore kid yeah what is the best Under Oath album what did you say no 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 I want to know what yours is oh mine he, is okay. He, he was too
1: young oh <laughs> he was in diapers yeah um i mean like obviously mine is like what is it you're only chasing safety that's what it's called right oh you like the more emo one oh yeah okay, okay. to find the great line is like the 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 best like next step album like for them but yeah, I I started like, you know, Taste of Chaos Days, like like white belt, like tape the microphone so it looks like a I don't yeah, like it goes halfway down the mic cable with like yellow tape and like you know you swing it over your head and like yeah, like the girl jeans, like that's my vibe. Like tight shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like boy brush red, like oh. ugh, goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> So we're, we're okay.
0: Yeah. We're, we're, I know that we we've shared some moments. We've had some conversations. We're yes. very much cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Um, define the great line is like, for me, when metalcore started, what you're saying about only chasing safety, that was like reinventing your exit. When I saw yeah. that video, I was like,
1: what? Oh shit. I want to do that. Yeah. That was yeah. literally like, I just want to, I'll just cover Under Oath. Let's just start an Under Oath cover band. like <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, that was, like, that was that moment in life where, like, at least at my age, like, when I was playing drums, like, you just, like, copy, like, your favorite drummer, like, your favorite musician, and, like, you, you, like, you want to get the same, like, oh, truth drum set, and, like, you want to, like, set it up the exact same as, like, your favorite drummer, and, like, have your cymbals ridiculously high, and, like, that's just not, you know, feasible, but like, it looks cool. Um, and like, yeah, my, my high Tom is like completely flat, which is stupid. Like you're like, yeah, but it looks cool. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much, I was just trying to be Aaron Gillespie. (laughs) There's a, there's, there should be a support group for people like us.
0: (laughs) What do you mean people like us? Where Aaron Gillespie was our favorite drummer. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and,
0: and, I made my dad drive me two hours on a weeknight once when Under Oath uh, was touring with August Burns Red and Emery. I
1: think and I might have seen that show. Maybe. It was the
0: Lost in the Sound of Separation tour.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it hit Toronto. That's and just
0: Constellations. Like, it was like in Shallow Seas from uh, Emory came out. Yeah, And they had all the Christmas decorations on the stage because it was like Dude. in the fall.
1: Yes. Okay. Dude, August burns red. Another one. Another Just one. Just like, give Mag me Reiner. all the Wuhan Chinas. Just like, <laughs> all the Wuhan's. Like, shout out Wuhan. Like, I, <laughs> the only good thing to come out of Wuhan is the China symbol. Like, <laughs> but it's got to be like an 18 or bigger, yeah. right? It's no, got to be that, two. that. A 14 and an 18. Yeah. Yeah, the one right in front of you and then the one to the right. I mean, I know now everyone's going left and you're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But like nothing better. And it breaks you, after like one show.
0: What did you think about that configuration that some people, this was like metalcore. <laughs> it was very much metalcore and I was more deathcore. So I liked having yeah. the ride um, right next to my rack, Tom. And then China was far right.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, so like, 100%.
0: But then there were those that would, instead of doing the ride next to the Tom, they would do the China next to the Tom.
1: Okay. And they would,
0: you remember that shit? I
1: do. Yeah. And, and then I they would do the tried metal. It. They would do like the ride far right. Yeah. Cause like, who needs that? Like. It's just for the bell. Yeah. It's just for the bell. So why not just get a bell? Like screw the ride. Get like, the
0: 11 inch Zillbell
1: and you're set. I have both of them. Like, I I straight up have like the really tiny one, and then like the big, massive one that when you hit it, it just rings forever. Yeah, it's beautiful. It cuts through anything. Yeah. Like, I keep saying to like Rick and Rob that I want to use it live, and they're just like, nah. I'm like, yo, it's the move. It's coming back. But so on the demo,
0: on the Bruiserweight demo on Hard Times, you know how it starts with like the hi hat and (laughs) there's a bell hit? Is that. that's an eleven-inch Zilbell See, or a nine-inch.
1: You don't need the Ice Bell; you need the Zilbell. That's the OG one. The Ice Bell is lame. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a knockoff. Let's just be honest. I've heard it described
0: as a seventy-five-dollar joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it's probably the most accurate description I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see how much the bells are going for now. Maybe I should just try and sell them since Rick and Rob won't let me use it. Keep it. <laughs> no, dude,
0: keep it for real. Use it for uh lapsaria. Oh, I actually I do. Yeah. Yes, good point. Bl- Black and hardcore needs it. Oh yeah.
1: Can't you can't without it. How many warp tours did you do? Before I, I was about to say oh, just the one, but that was like the douchiest response ever. Like one (laughs) yeah 2016 yeah
0: with like pacific
1: yes sir it was a time how fun was it was it was it like the stories that you hear was it um yes and no like definitely like from going to it Again, shout out under oath from when they like first started doing it, like so long ago, when it was they used to have it in Barrie. Mm-hmm. Like that was like mine and Addison's like first one we went to. Like going every year after that, it just like it builds it up so big in your mind. And then like when you're when you're doing it, it's like obviously not the same as like attending <laughs> it. <laughs> but like because 'cause you're doing it, like we we were lucky enough to do it for the whole thing so it was like almost two months right and like it's a lot like yeah. it was obviously incredible being able to see almost like every state and like wake up in a new city every day and like i think i'm like happier now just thinking back on it because when you're in it you're just in it and like it goes by in a in a blink like i can barely remember like more than seven of the shows because it was just like nonstop, and it, it it's almost like Groundhog Day, right? You're just like <laughs> <laughs> you're like you see the same people, the same stages, the same like conservation area or like wherever you're playing, yeah, like amphitheater, and it all looks the same Some parking lot, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like oh, sick, like I'm in New Orleans, like but am I, like it. It was obviously amazing. Like the best part was like having my dad there with me. Did I tell you he drove?
0: Oh, he drove the bandwagon?
1: Oh, yeah. That's dope. Dude, like, shout out, best driver ever, my dad. Um, I didn't know that. He took the summer off work because he was like, Who are you getting to drive this, you know, 60 foot vehicle with the (laughs) massive trailer on the back nine hours every night? Like, one of your buddies? Like, I don't think so. Like thinking back, I'm like, thank God he drove because like we probably would have ended up like on the side of a mountain. Like, yeah, he had never driven a bigger vehicle than like, you know, a moving truck and he was just like, I'll figure it out because he just wanted me to be safe plus I think he just wanted to be a rock star because you know, he's the coolest, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, he drove us every single night, like overnight. 11, 12 hours sometimes, like, just insane. Like, so getting to, like, and we we shared the bandwagon with another band because, you know, when you're playing, like, the tinier stages, you don't get paid that much. And, like, renting a bandwagon is, like, not cheap. And then, like, filling it up with gas is not cheap. So, like, to split the cost, there was, like, literally 13 people in this bandwagon.
0: What was the band y'all shared it with?
1: uh safe to say they were from like toronto markham area okay. as well um what were they they were on a label i can't remember anyways yeah i don't think they were banned anymore but yeah we shared with them and then uh yeah you know like there's only what nine or ten bunks in the thing so like <laughs> two people were like sleeping on the couches. And then like, occasionally I would have the, I had this blow up mattress that I brought and I would like put it literally in like the aisle and just like sleep on that under like the air conditioner that made it like minus 30 in the bandwagon. Like, yeah. dude, the the best was like being in Arizona. It was like 110. And then like, you'd go into the bandwagon and then you'd literally be in like a sweater and like sweatpants. And you could literally watch the air conditioner just, like, freeze over. It was, like, Fuck. so fantastic. But, yeah, best time was just, like, driving through, you know, the mountains, watching the sunrise with my dad and, like, going to different coffee shops, like, wherever we were. And, like, going to, like, a brewery and, like, you know, just hanging out with, like, all the bands that I grew up, like, listening to and loving. And then just seeing them walk around, I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. And like being able to see Every Time I Die Every Day and like Whitechapel and like, just like, like what? Yeah. Bale of Maya, like all those bands. And like, I re- I think about it so much. I'm just like, man, I wish I'd been able to watch more sets of like more bands. Cause I go back and look at the lineup now and I'm like, what was I doing? Like, <laughs> what did I think was more important than like watching this band every day? Cause like yeah I guess it was because I stayed up all night like with my dad well I tried to at least when he was driving to like just hang out and like keep him awake or whatever (laughs) because that's hard man like again me driving all night like I don't know how he did it it's just like the thought of falling asleep driving is like the scariest thing to me and like Again, like he just wanted to keep us safe, so I'm just glad he did it. Cause, like, yeah, if if I brought like a friend to do it, like, we'd be dead for sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was sick though. Like, definitely a bucket list thing that, like, I mean, now that warped tour is not even a thing anymore, it's like I'm even more grateful that I got to do it once. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Did you ever get to do it?
0: No, and I never even got to go. What? Yeah, dude. Right, goodbye.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a poser.
0: Dude, no, 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 no. I I feel for you, for real. The, the closest like, it would ever come was um, Jacksonville. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and the one time that I got offered, so some friends from high school were driving down. Yeah. But my parents were out of town and I was staying oh. with like my aunt and uncle. Yeah. And I had a free ticket and a ride. What? And I know, but it was like kind of last minute. Yeah. so i called my parents i'm like hey like i can just I got go
2: yeah, to yeah. Tour.
0: and they were like oh no like we don't know the people that you're going with oh like, my
2: god <laughs>
0: yeah i was like are you serious like all Unless of my we favorite call bands their are parents. parents yeah i was Unless like we... can you can we work something out here because like i yeah. would really like to go and they're like no
1: it's so. life-changing like some of my fondest memories for sure just like I think like who was it like one of the first ones like it's always me me and Addison like going together and like I think we went a couple times with like my cousins and stuff and like it was just always yeah one of those things where you just see all your friends and like spend the whole day with them and like you know not drink enough water and like you know buy ten dollars slices of pizza and then like but as long as you were front row for like your favorite band it was like the dopest shit like you know, when Protest a Hero was playing like the Ernie Ball stage, like the smallest stage ever. Like I got to see Throwdown play like like the smallest little stage. And like it's So scary. Yeah, it was like Alexis was there and like senses fail and a you <laughs> Shout out Atreyu. Um love that band. Hot tape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. First two or three albums. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Like suicide notes and butterfly kisses—is that what it was called?
0: Yeah, I'll give you Best.
1: that one. Yeah. Lip gloss in black, all the way. <laughs> Next, yo. you're gonna like shout out Black Veil Brides. Oh, yeah. okay, come on, don't even put me in that <laughs> category. Like, you gotta give me a little more credit. Like, yo, it's because the first concert, like my brother and I went to, like without our parents, kind of thing, like when we were kids, was it was at a place called the Cool House. In Toronto, it was like by the water. I think it it's like an LCBO now, or it's just not there anymore. But mm-hmm. it was Taking Back Sunday headliner, a You, and Funeral for a Friend. Whoa, dude! Like first time I ever saw like moshing or like yeah. people throwing down, and I was like, "What are they doing?" Like, like the first time I ever saw arms flailing at a show, and I was like is this what people do and then like obviously I embraced the hell out of it yeah. and like from that moment on I was like that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah like I had no idea who like Funeral for a Friend was and like I just started listening to Atrey I know my brother loved Funeral for a Friend and like I was just getting into them but to be able to see them and like thinking about it now I'm just like that was wild Cause you know, being all the way from overseas and then like, I think they put out their first album and then they were touring that. And then like hours was, I think maybe out, maybe not. But did you listen to that album? No. So I only knew them like
0: briefly because okay. I got into like taking back Sunday. Yeah. I was never into really a You, but I was <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's just me. I had friends that were like very much into that first album like first two
1: yeah losers Um, like me yeah
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no it was uh it just wasn't like i don't know it it didn't it didn't capture my attention like something like this is gonna sound so cringe but uh the demo and count your blessings from oh bring me the horizon
1: yeah we could talk about that for hours like best ever like Hot take, Bring the Horizon, still very good band. Don't, I don't fucking come for me. I love that band. Very
0: good band.
1: Yo, I listen to that new Kool Aid song all the time. I like, haven't even
0: heard that one. I heard it was, there were split reviews
1: about it. Oh, dude, it's sick. Like, again, shout out to Addison, best friend, brother ever. He, like, <laughs> was on my ass. Like, listen to this song. Like, have you listened to it yet? And I was like, I can't even get over the fucking album art. Like, it's literally <laughs> pink with, like, A skull Kool Aid jug. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm not like, I'm just imagining it sounding like baby metal or something. Right. And I'm just like, I can't. So then, like, we're on the phone and he was like, hang up right now and like, go listen to it. So I'm like, okay, fine. And then I, so I listened to it like a couple times in a row because it was like catchy as fuck. And then I I called him back and I was like, I'm surprised you like this because like, (laughs) he's more into like, the harder shit now and like he's less about like all that you know how do I how do I describe it how do you say uh, how you like, say how do you say um like you know the metal with like the auto-tune parts like the singing and like all that stuff like I'm like more into that kind of shit like attack attack oh yeah I mean we both had our phases right like loved attack attacks first album um, if you
0: if you're if you're a thirty year old if you're like uh,
1: early thirties yeah late twenties oh,
0: and I you wish. play anything like metalcore yeah uh, metallic hardcore even like yeah. hardcore and you say that you didn't listen you to that first shit. Attack Attack album you're a, shit. you're a liar you yeah, are come, a liar come find me <laughs> straight up we will fight because yeah. I know for a fact every single person unless you were like a new jack. And you got into hardcore, and this is not a dig, but if you started playing hardcore like after or in the middle of the pandemic, yeah, but if you were like before when you were like into hot topic core,
1: you definitely or Spencer's core. Did I tell you I got to see Bring Me's first show in Toronto? No. Was it on Count Your Blessings? Yeah. (sighs) Dude, like prime, like American apparel, V neck days, like deep deep V. Deep, the deep, like to the belly button. Yeah. Like like the the stripe one that was like white and like gray. So it was mm-hmm. like almost see-through, like when you sweat. And like <laughs> prime, like, you know, my hair covers my one eye era. Oh, like yes. it was with it was a place called the Fun House, and it was with I think it was Bury Your <laughs> Dead played. I know. I can't even believe I'm saying those two bands together, but that was a thing. Like seeing them together.
0: That makes sense.
1: There was a time when Deathcore and Hardcore were like very close. Like it was just moshy. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it was. Like, I just wanted to hear Tell Slater and like Pray for Plagues. (laughs) And like it definitely like thinking back now, I'm like that was probably horrible, but like it was like the best show ever. Ah, dude, every show best show ever. Like Come on, <laughs> <laughs> seeing where they are now, though, it's like something that gives it gives me hope, you know what I mean like they're one of the bands that like made it, right yeah. like them and architects, like they've been doing it since like early you know what twenty two thousand seven two thousand six two 2006, Dude, maybe like
0: 2006 even before. yeah
1: yeah, like and for them to still be playing and now like selling out arenas like all over the world, it's like. It's possible. Like, because, like, looking back, like, it's it was stupid. Like, yeah. the, oh. the
0: music was stupid. <laughs> For sure. the, the fashion was stupid. Like, uh, here we it are. was all really dumb.
1: Now but we're all just going to be on, hardcore dudes.
0: I know. And they're going on like 20 years of doing <laughs> yeah. that. Banking, Yo, yeah. Banking on 20 years of just stupid
1: shit. Like, like pig squeals and, and discords and like yeah. all the and double like, bass. Like, yeah. Just so much double bass. Just like breakdown, two step, auto tune part, breakdown, <laughs> slower breakdown, ring out into the next. They were one. like the first, they were the first deathcore or like
0: they were yeah. deathcore related that used like orchestral parts.
1: Bro. You remember that? I've just life changing. Like, <laughs> like, it shows you. You can literally put anything in a song and it'll work. Like, it just has to be good. You like, gotta be good. Yeah. Like, bring these like progression over all their albums was like perfect. Same with Architects. Like, again, I didn't love every song, but like it made sense what they were doing because it's Mm -hmm. like you can't just you can't just play pray for plagues for twenty years (laughs) and like be successful. Like, sorry. (laughs) Like, but now that like hardcore is like super sick to the masses and like metal is like even more prominent and like. I'm I'm just happy to be alive in this time because, like, you know, I, I didn't get to grow up when hardcore first happened. Right. And, like, you know, a lot of people are probably going to hate me on this, but, like, I wasn't into hardcore for the longest time. Like, when I was a kid, like, I was more like, oh, I'm so punk, like, Blink-182, like, all that stuff, right? Like... You know it was like lincoln park and like that kind of stuff po pod shout P-O-D, out man shout out <laughs> best man um like that kind of stuff and like the clash and like sex pistols like that was stuff that i started to listen to growing up because my shout out my parents like without them like i wouldn't be listening to anything that i listened to like they were always playing music in the house like From, yeah, The Clash to like Queen to like Super Tramp, like Michael Jackson, like whatever. Like the CD collection and vinyl collection was like through the roof. Like I can vividly remember my mom being like, you got to get rid of some of these. Like it's just just (laughs) too much. (laughs) And my dad would just like hide them in different places in the house. Yeah. Like she thought he like got rid of some, but like he didn't.
0: Mm -mm. He's probably an Alan Jackson CD.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. (laughs) The amount of like cds i have that i just like took from my parents and like never gave back like definitely a jack johnson cd or two but mm. like yeah like addison was like the reason i got into like harder music because he was the one that was like embracing like the used and like taking back sunday and like um even like bands like copeland and like oh fuck i've like heard that. that
0: name in a really long Dude,
1: time copeland shout out if you want to get emotional and have a breakdown, like put on some Copeland, bro. Put on some Copeland. (laughs) That coffee song. Uh, The best. (laughs) Speaking of coffee. Um, Speaking of coffee. Yeah. It's like Addison got me into all that stuff. And I used to like, you know, I'd hear him blasting it in the bedroom and I'd be like, yo, turn that shit off. Like whatever. And like, we grew up in that age where like, yeah, you were just surrounded by what metalcore and deathcore and all those bands. And then like, the hardcore world was like totally separate and like mm-hmm. everyone hated on each other and it was like i didn't appreciate at that time like what hardcore was and i'm like just glad that now i do over the last like 7 8 years cuz before i was just like oh it all sounds the same i was it was like that typical you know idiot response of like oh it you know it doesn't sound different it's not cool like whatever it's just the recordings aren't polished yeah yeah, yeah. i don't have that joey sturgis it'll wait like <laughs> double wars product like shit, you know like i, so I was, product, shout out shout out kyle <laughs> love you <laughs> um but yeah like i didn't appreciate it at the time and like I I grew up going to shows and seeing hardcore bands and like cuz they were on the same bill like it, it was back in the day when you'd have like a ska band, like an emo band, like a hardcore band and like a metalcore band all together. So like being exposed to all that at once was amazing, but every time like a hardcore band came on I'd be like ah whatever, every song sounds the same and I would just like not pay attention. Right. But now I think it's like that kind of stuff that gets me going more than like the polished, you know, breakdown emo auto-tune stuff that I used to love.
0: <laughs> it 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 is an interesting like um not evolution, but like how yeah. we grow as people, I think. Cause now oh, yeah. I I remember being like, Oh, it's not polished or like yeah. it's not the heaviest breakdown I've ever heard or like not enough double
1: bass. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not impressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But now when I go back and listen to some of the things that like, I would have kind of turned off or like skipped, right. Right. It's, I, I really regret like taking for granted the bands like things like Bane. I know that when I was like 17, if I would have heard Bane, I would have been like, why are his vocals like that?
1: Or like vividly like same, like, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but but now it's like i listen to like those lyrics and the way that they were like writing the music and the hooks and i'm like this Unreal. is insanely emotional like it's 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 got so much like heart yeah dude and like um most of that metalcore shit was just like idiot teenagers writing the heaviest riffs
1: that they could. <laughs> which is like <laughs> what we're just trying to emulate now anyways like yeah <laughs> we're just trying to be idiot teenagers like with like you know 30 year old bodies that just like that hurt yeah all the time (laughs) now we're just trying to like recreate that sound and like maybe do a little different but i appreciate it so much more now and like i'm just glad i I, like woke up and realized that (laughs) hardcore is fucking sick and like i wish i'd been able to like back in the day go to more hardcore shows as opposed to like you know, Sky airplane and, like, all that shit, like, Nintendo shout out, Core. Nintendo Core, <laughs> like, horse the band shit, like, horse you Horse know, the band, dude, that yeah. shit was crazy. Yeah, the pizza EP, like, let's go, like. Fucking Skies, you remember a Skylit drive? Dude, this week, I had a playlist on, like, just, like, I don't even, me- I think it was, like, I can't remember what the playlist was called, but I just put on a random one on Spotify and I had, cause it had like a day to remember and I had like all those bands that I, I listened to growing up. And then like a song came on and I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, I knew it. I knew all the words. I knew all the parts. And mm-hmm. like, it took a good 30 minutes for me to be like, holy fuck, that was a Skyler Drive. Like, it's so funny that you brought that name up because North Carolina. Literally, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, that was prime. Like, the singer needs to sing the highest possible for it to be sick. Like, the first time I heard them, I was like, is this a woman or a man? Like, I have no up, idea
0: like, who this vocalist is. And then it's like a dude, but I love... it was the highest singing.
1: Yeah. Like, I can't even recreate it. Like, it's not happening. Nope. Definitely but not. Yeah, I can barely that.
0: sing higher than Silverstein, so.
1: <laughs> also, thank you for reminding me how good Silverstein is because the minute that we parted ways two weeks ago, I, like, put on that album, and I was like, God damn. I was like, <laughs> my my emotions just, like, got the best of me.
2: If and you don't like, know
0: how often Silverstein plays in my house. Dude, isn't it playing right now? <laughs> it is. I can hear it. You hear your right. like,
1: Yeah. <laughs> playing my heroine, yeah,
0: smile in your sleep. that's the Bro. most played the most played track,
1: dude, like iconic, like shout out Burlington, Ontario, um, I
0: feel like I always have to remind Canadians that like you do Silverstein is an iconically good band,
1: yeah, we had this conversation like i I took it for granted.
0: I saw them 20 times when I was a teenager. It's like, okay, I saw them twice after the age of 30. Like,
1: (laughs) get out of my face. I saw them before they were 30. Yeah, like, (laughs) dude, like, definitely took that for granted. Like, you know, seeing them at YMCA's and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I'm glad that you brought that up, though, because it made me check myself <laughs> like just like thinking back on how many shows i've been able to go to and see it's just like it's pretty insane like not everybody gets to do that or not everybody gets to go to shows like not everybody gets to experience that kind of stuff and like i was lucky enough to have parents that were like yeah we'll we'll take you like as long as we know you're safe kind of shit But yeah, there's definitely those parents that were like a show, like what, like, like a theater show? Like, is that where you're going to? Like (laughs) a musical? Yeah, you could call it that. But Yeah. yeah, some people weren't allowed to go to shows growing up. And like, luckily, we had parents that trusted us enough to like go to that Optimist Hall down the street and watch like eight bands play on a floor. And like, you know, it was definitely not everybody's cup of tea, but, but like, they were like, if that's what you love, that's what you want to do. Like go for it. They were just glad we weren't like, you know, staying at home all day, playing video games and doing drugs and like being delinquents or whatever. I mean, that came later, but like, you know, clearly clearly, look at me, I'm sitting in my car. I live in my car. You live Um, in your car. Yeah. Well, pretty much.
0: You live in a van or a bus.
1: Yeah. Shout out my parents living in a van. <laughs> Dude,
0: I forgot about that. I was trying to remember <laughs> Those, whose parents live in a van.
1: My parents. Yeah. Honestly, I blame Warp to her. Like it, that was that was the moment like, the seed. It, it did though. Like, no joke. Like my dad will tell you, like, if you ever meet him, that living out of a suitcase for like two months made him realize that he didn't need all that shit. That was in like and that was when they started downsizing and like getting rid of stuff. And that was when like the tiny home movement was like taking off and stuff. Yeah. And like like I can quote my mom just being like, We're never doing that. Like, are you crazy? And like now they've been living in a van for like over two years, like full time. And like sold their house, literally just have a storage unit with like some stuff, probably all the records. And then uh <laughs> <laughs> just like Yeah, he was like, that made me realize I don't need, you know, the white picket fence and, like, the lawn that I have to cut every day or the driveway I have to shovel and, like, all the, you know, appliances you got to take care of. He's like, he just wants to, like, see the world and, like, live that way, which is, like, I think the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, they've definitely traveled more than they've ever have in, like, the last two and a half years living in a van, like, again like oh we're never going to mexico they went to mexico like they straight up have driven all over north america and i'm like can i just do that now instead of like when i'm retired like i mean that's definitely one of the reasons i wanted to be in a band and like play music is just to like be able to travel and hang out with friends and like you know see the world and just like Go to all the coffee shops that I can. (laughs) That's the main goal, man. Like,
0: yeah, drink as many coffees and see as many
1: cities as possible. Like that was that was literally the warp tour. It was just like, all right, get to the venue. All right, when are we playing? Like, okay, gonna go take an Uber to like said coffee shop. Like, didn't get to go to as many as I wanted, but like still being able to even go to like five or six, like was was amazing, like Breast the Parlor, and like there was a couple in like I think Denver that I went to, and like, yeah, even in Jacksonville, you were talking about Jacksonville before like, just being able to try different coffees like, in different cities was like that made it for me like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I know I'm like kind of a coffee snob, and like, people like hate on that shit. And they're like, why are you making us go out of the way to get coffee? And I'm like, because it's worth it. Like, yeah. you don't understand. <laughs> like, like, come to my world. <laughs> like, You're, I mean, you're yeah. the one coffee person in rust. I am. Yeah. Like, Rob, shout out, Rob, love you, but you're not a coffee person. You say you are. <laughs> he's going to hate me for this later. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna smack you around for that. I'm going to see him tomorrow and he's going to, he's going to be like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> no nah, Rob appreciates coffee I know that mm-hmm. and and Rick too like I've been able to have a few of those moments with, with Rick like even when we were in Montreal and like <laughs> dude, this is a core memory now like when we went to was it Cafe Pista? Pista yeah yeah and like we all got pour overs and like there was what, eight or nine of us just in that cafe (laughs) and like so many people just like walked out because they came in and saw all of us idiots just standing there like making the baristas (laughs) make all these pour overs. And like, I think that was Rick's like first time having one. Yeah. And he straight up went, it tastes like tomato soup. And I've never had more of a prouder moment of like, because he said it and like was so worried that like I was gonna be mad or be like, yo, you're stupid. But like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like tasting tomato in a coffee is totally a thing. It's good. It's good. Yeah. he was like, oh, like it's kind of earthy. And I was like, oh my God, he's using the right words too. Like.
2: <laughs> it's, like his,
1: it's his awakening. <laughs> totally. Cause like, you know, I'm selfishly just like trying to get him more in, into coffee and less on the energy drinks. Cause I don't want his heart to explode. But like that man's entire being is is energy drinks. I don't think he has blood in his body. No, <laughs> it's just it's a plasma C4.
0: energy. It's like yeah, it's a plasma taurine mixture yeah, is what yes. runs through his
1: veins. <laughs> That's what they give him if he goes to the hospital. Yeah. Like, they don't hang a bag of blood. <laughs> they hang a bag of it's tar target.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> or whatever ghost drink he's drinking. But dude, he, the when whenever we were
0: playing Quebec City. The man's drinking it's like 8 p.m. and he's drinking oh. two primes.
1: Oh yeah. And then he probably had another one after. Like it's 140 milligrams of caffeine. Grayson, literally, the first time we played Quebec City, I think he cracked one at like 3 a.m. and like went to sleep. How? That's when you know. <laughs> like it doesn't. I'm like, is it even doing anything for you? He has a problem. That's a problem.
2: <laughs> That's an issue. Ne-
1: Let's start another petition to get Rick some help. <laughs> or get an intervention. Maybe Rick. that's why he writes such sick riffs, though. It's Dude, like, the riffs are hard. Rick is like the riff master. And Nobody like,
0: knows this, but I've heard the EP. Okay? What EP? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I've heard Thumbs the up. EP. I've, um, right? I've heard the EP. Um... It's mid. It's so good, dude. It is oh like God, you were playing stop. it in the car and it has the most like, like it has the right amount of bass drops. <laughs>
2: Bring it, it back.
0: Has, yeah. <laughs> it has like everything that you want in a metallic hardcore oh, bro. EP. And then you didn't even tell us that you were signing to New Age. So.
1: I was the only one that kept the secret, I think. Yeah, I don't even think well, I don't know if Rob told Oh, he definitely told John. them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: think, yeah, yeah. It was so funny because you're like, don't tell Rob. Don't tell anyone in Russ." And then we get back and John's like, Rob showed me the EP. And I'm like, man, y'all can't hold
1: anything.
2: That was like, the best anything.
1: That was, yeah. You know, Tommy's going to be so mad when he hears this. But because <laughs> we, were, we, were, we had like so many serious conversations, like no one can hear this. Like, don't show anybody. Don't send it to anybody. And I was like, well, like if it's like on in the car when like, Grayson and Nick and Ryan got in, like, oops. Yo, like, in
0: fairness, we did show the new Bruiserweight music too. So it, it yes. wasn't like
1: uh, it was a, there trade. Was
0: a, it was a tit for tat.
1: Yeah. Like, it's the new bartering system. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. <laughs>
2: like, like, this canceled. is,
1: yeah, canceled immediately. Um, Shout out. Um, But yeah, like, like, I you did bring up architects a suspicious
0: amount. Okay. I did. <laughs> no, you know the, the the whole architects thing now.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> um, but no, man. Seriously, thank you for saying all that because I am like horrible at taking compliments and like I never feel like it's good enough and I never feel like my playing's enough or like whatever mm-hmm. I'm writing is good enough. But like, I know you wouldn't just say that. <laughs> so thank no. you.
0: I mean, like, I understand too. I, I've, I can be very
1: self-deprecating when like, yeah, people <laughs> like the shit
0: that I'm into. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're like, are you deaf? Like, um, yeah, I, I'm like yeah. straight up, just like it could be better all the time. That's like, the thing, but that's not yeah. a bad way to
0: be. But th- I think there's a line where it's like, yeah, yeah you got to be stoked on your
1: shit, but also totally. it's like, we, oh, I'm we definitely can... stoked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like. It's like that moment when you get back like the masters and you're just like, okay, this is this is what all that work's been for, kind of thing. Like and I just want everybody to hear it because I'm like proud of it. But like without Rick, like none of this would've happened. Like he is literally not human. Like <laughs> he's too good. And he's he's probably more self-deprecating than me. Like He doesn't, you know, he doesn't think it's good enough, but like the amount of like he literally sent over all the demos. Like he wrote pretty much all the new stuff. Like him and Rob and Tommy were working on it together and like he had already programmed like some of the drums just to have like a bass. And then like I didn't really change it that much. Like I added a little bit here and there, but like it's kind of like we shared the same brain in that moment, like the the songs he wrote with the drums that he had just put there. I was like, that works like that's, that's sick. sick. Yeah, I was like, thanks for making my job easier. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll show you those demos one day or, you know, maybe I'll just put it on a B side and <laughs> be like, this is what it was and this is what it is.
0: Demo but, version.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly um but yeah like i'm just like it's not even out yet and i'm just like wanting to write more Mm -hmm. like i never want to stop like i feel like we could probably record a whole a whole album like we don't have that material but like i'm just like i just i just want to keep going you know because once it's out i'm like we gotta we gotta do more we gotta like write more we gotta record yeah like because people I feel like the attention span now of people these days is like so minimal that like, if you're not pumping out music, like every few months, people just forget about you. And that's like, why,
0: yeah. Don't do full links Do no. singles and EPs and then just Fromos. put something out every
1: three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straight up though. Like, cause yeah, I, I'm guilty of it. Like if I don't hear new stuff every so often, I just like, I just move on. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, like, something that I completely fell in love with, like, you're just always searching for that next, like, that, that high or whatever of, like, what music makes you feel. You're like, okay. Like, and, like, I'll go back. But <laughs> unless you're being reminded all the time, it's, it's hard. Like, I think that's the only problem that social media has created these days is just, like, making it so accessible and so easy like you know two three second videos and you're just swiping you're you're seeing a new song from this band a new video from this band and then you're Mm -hmm. just like it's so hard to pay attention yeah and to differentiate because you know before growing up you'd have to like put your demos on a burn it on a cd and like go give it to somebody or like you'd have to illegally download it on limewire or like (sighs) On on Napster, like what the hell? Like now, you just open up your phone and it's there. It's there. Like, remember having to like load stuff onto your phone? Like, connect your phone to the computer and like drag and drop like
2: <laughs> songs mini on SD it.
1: cards. Yeah. I had the I had a Moto Rocker, bro,
0: which was like the MP3 player yeah. phone. Yeah, And it had the it had a mini SD that you had to in put the in. side. So, I could put it in my computer, load all my songs on from yep. LimeWire, and yep. then fucking. Bro. Like,
1: sick. We had it. We had it so rough. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, but I know all, I remember every song that was on my phone. And that, that's what I'm saying, though, right? Is like, that was the time where I feel like you appreciated it so much more because the effort that you had to yeah. put in to like have it and like it wasn't as accessible. So, like, yeah, that that demo CD you got with like Trustkill bands or like Ferret Record bands, like the samplers, man. We need more samplers. The Victory Records samplers, man.
0: Like, come on. Even like, the Run for back. Cover. I had a Run for Yo. Cover sampler with yeah. like. Bef- it was Dude. was before uh, this was before like the Armed or like, um, oh fuck, what's the name of that fucking band? Uh, Drug Church. Oh it was, shit! Yeah, it was his other band, Self Defense Family. Which, oh, I remember them. Yeah. I love that band still. So it had tracks from them Tiger Shaw, Turnover, oh.
1: like Citizen. Dude, we, could, we could talk about turnover and citizen like all day. Like do you still one of the best pop punk splits
0: ever made? The oh, first
1: it's the seven dude. inch citizen turnover. Was that like with permanent and like no sun? Bro. Yes. Chills, literal chills. Like I listened, I swear to god, I made I new grooves in that seven inch. Bro, like, oh, again, shout out to Addison because he definitely got me into that stuff when I was like, what is it? What is this emo shit? Like, I don't know. Why is this so sad? I don't want to be sad all the time. I've just like, the last eight years has just been me trying to like mask my feelings. Just like, I'm hardcore now, (laughs) (laughs) but I like secretly, I don't feel emotions. Uh. Yeah, no, like, literally last week, like, I finally listened to Arms Length and like, it made me feel things that like I have not felt in so fucking long. That's why you, you know? did the cover. That's why I did the cut. Co- yo, exactly. <laughs> like it made it made me feel so much that I was like, okay, I got like I think I've listened to that album like five times a day since like last what two weeks ago about. And like for over a year, Addison's been like, Have you listened to arm's length yet? And I'm like, ah, like I'll get to it. Like Fuck, now I gotta listen to Arm's Length. God damn yo- it put on their most recent album like front to back it was one of those like epiphany moments for me like it reminded me of like when i first heard like um did you ever like the dangerous summer no okay like Like, i never heard them i'll send it to you later they put out an album called reach for the sun i can't remember what year it was but that was one of those like albums front to back that like i'll still put on and it like It like changed my life. Like it was just so good. And like the way the songs were written and like how the drumming wasn't like the stereotypical, like, you know, pop punk beat and like, Mm -hmm. you know, slow part, whatever. Like the drummer was doing different things and it like caught my attention. And then like it wasn't that typical like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, like outro. That's kind of like arm's length kind of reminds me of like the Dangerous Summer and like stuff like that. And just, I'm like, oh, and they're from Belleville, like they're Ontario boys, like so sick. And now I regret not seeing them. Like they literally just played Hamilton twice with Counterparts, like two weeks ago. And like my brother went to both shows and now I'm like crying inside. Cause I'm like, oh. I would have lost my mind. Like if I, I should have gone, but I didn't listen to them. I was like, ah, I'll get to it.
0: Wait, so Counterparts played two Hamilton
2: shows?
1: Yeah, sold out both of them. With I think, I think was it Millspec was on. I Where think. it was at the Bridge Works, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's it's like a bigger one of the it's bigger like 800, Hamilton, 500, yeah. 800 cap, yeah, yeah. Like I saw saw Count uh, Comeback Kid there last year, but yeah, Counterparts did like two hometown shows, I guess, and yeah, sold them both out in like. I I worked both those nights, so I was like, ah, I Damn. can't go. And now I'm like, I should have just called in sick, yep, and just gone because it would have been sick.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm so mad because y'all have the 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 video shoot coming up. Oh yeah, in March. Oh, you coming? We I can't. I don't hear what. Sorry, what? You're breaking
1: up? We're in the <laughs> Maritimes. Why'd y'all schedule oh, it that? for then? Yes. I'm throwing Rob under the bus. No. He should have <laughs> known. <laughs> no, it actually is Mr. David Pratt's fault for taking his his amazing girlfriend on a a European adventure at the end of February. Cause we we would have done it then. <laughs> it's okay. God damn I it. honestly I wish we had already done it. Like I just again, like I just wanna put it put it out. I just want to do it. Like it hasn't even mm-hmm. happened yet. But yeah, that that show is gonna be wild. Like it kind of reminds me of like the first Steel City show, that, yeah, that Rob put on. It's literally the same lineup except like minus minus one band. And like Love Gavel, love all those dudes. Sov Reality Denied. It's like stacked. And that what that other band, Die Alone. Rob's other band. <laughs> that other band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dying Yidus. Shout out.
2: Dying Yidus.
1: The best. <laughs> No, I love I love all of them. It's just gonna be a homie hang and like, just gonna be fun. Like Rick rented a warehouse and we're getting a stage and we're just gonna. That's gonna be crazy. Hopefully, not get shut down. <laughs> well, if you have, you know, you got the proper paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It's written in crayon. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I'm looking forward to it because yeah, I think that's literally gonna be our first show of the year. Like, we don't have anything planned for February mm-hmm. um, and like nothing really planned for the rest of the year yet but we're definitely trying to you know do things
0: y'all have like,
1: state stuff yeah we're trying we're definitely trying like we're talking to a few bands right now trying to see if we can do some stuff but we haven't like solidified anything yeah because yeah the whole visa process is such a joke right like did y'all apply already yeah like we've all like we've all paid like our dues and stuff to like the cfm or the afm or whatever but mm-hmm. we haven't like physically applied for the actual visa that we need okay because you know we need to have like dates to do that so yep. did you guys do that yet
0: yeah Jess is helping us with the dates. oh
1: sweet yeah and she's yeah. doing like the whole
0: process thing yeah, but we're paid up. We're already paid. Yeah. So
1: it sucks when you got to like I paid for the it's whole a year. Lot of it's a lot of fucking money. money, dude. Oh dude, my God. people don't realize. Like I had to pay
0: too. I didn't think I was gonna have to pay, like because you're an American. No, it's because I have PR now. Oh right. So because I have PR, I still have to be on the visa.
1: Should have just been an illegal man. <laughs> I I should have just
0: kept my fucking mouth shut.
1: Legit, I sound <laughs> Canadian enough now. Um, Eh? eh? Don't you know? Don't you know. Yeah, like, (laughs) we've paid for the year, pretty much. But yeah, like, being, I I say this all the time, like, being able to come to Canada from the States as a band, like, if you're American, it's like such a privilege, like, you don't have to do anything. You just come. You just play. Yeah. Like, it's not that easy for us. Like, you gotta, yeah, you, you each have to pay, like, 250 bucks just for the year Like each band member And then you have to pay for the actual visa itself To go down and play Which is like like,
0: 600 bucks
1: Yeah And like if you don't have enough dates For the entire year Then you have to get another one Mm -hmm. Like every time you go over Like if you don't have set dates for like the entire year Like the visa runs out Then you have to apply for another one So they don't make it easy so so we're all just like why don't we just go to the UK or Europe <laughs> like let's do that first.
0: I mean that's why like cancer bats and get the shot have done that so oh, yeah. often
1: because it, it's more lucrative I think. It's and, like, easier,
0: but like if like in that genre that they play, yeah, it makes sense. But for like hardcore, especially yeah. it's hardcore is in the US.
1: Yeah, <sighs> so true all those FYAs and LDBs and Sound and Furies, like it's where it's at for sure. But yeah, we definitely want to try to go to the UK this year and in Europe, if we can, Mm -hmm. if, if, you know, we're financially stable enough. (laughs) If the stars align, if the stars align, you know, Bruiserweight Rust Tour. And Uh,
0: uh, Rob's been mentioning West Coast. To you? Yeah, he mentioned it to me and John.
1: Dude, let's go. We should do it. I'm down. We'll go right now. Let's go right now. Pack it up. Let's go. Yeah, man. I'm in the car already. Let's go. I'm already on (laughs) the way. Yo, like, I would love to do that because it's popping off out there, I feel. Like, especially in the mid and like Vancouver and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. we should do it. But you're going to the Maritimes in March. Nice. And then we, in May, we're doing the estates. Estates, yes. Dude, that's going to be insane. If we don't end up coming down to play, I'll just come and hang. <laughs> just do merch. Yo, for real, I'll do it. I'll drive the tour bus that you guys are going to have. <laughs> Our bandwagon. F- yeah, your bandwagon. You're, you're $4,000 you're, a day. Yeah, legit. Like, you're guaranteed you'll cover that, right? Yeah. Yeah, just give me all your per diems and it'll be fine. it's Um, only
0: half our like it's yeah i think we're making ten thousand dollar guarantees
1: so yeah yeah. makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah like despised icon yeah fuck god that that's a band despised icon
0: doesn't even make that like as much as people would think Um, i believe it
1: like i feel like back when they first came out like that was one of those bands that like I would see people like wearing their merch when I was like, you know, in the bands like attack, attack and stuff like that. And I was like, who's that? Like, cause I saw so many people like talking about them and repping them. And then like the first time I heard them, it like, it like flipped a switch in my head and I was like, that's sick. Like, Like that's heavy. That's (laughs) heavy. Like the old pig squeals and like the fucking gravity blasts and like, sounding like a literal fake drum machine, but like can actually play the parts. Like can actually play the parts. Like another one of those drummers where I'm just like, why do I even try? Like, I don't know. Uh, It's Watching him and then watching flow from uh, cryptopsy. I'm like, just like, I, I'm just going to stay in my house all day and never leave. (laughs) Like I can't play that fast. Like I wish I had the time to like figure it out. (laughs) But like, (laughs) I I should have I need lessons. Yeah, yo. I took them for a bit when I was first starting, like probably about six years, I did Mm -hmm. lessons. And like that was, you know, thank God my parents made me do that because like I mean, I don't know where I'd be right now. Like, I mean, maybe I would have found my way here. But like having those lessons definitely like helped build a foundation for me, like on like how to actually play the drums and like my teacher taught me how to write music, like, listen to the song and, like, write out the part. And, like, I guess that's not as common of a... Th- like, I thought everybody did it, but, like, I guess not. <laughs> like, So you can read? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's literally, like, the only way I can, like, learn a song. Like, I'm so jealous of, like, people that can just listen to it and then just, like, play it. Like, I could do that to a point, but, like, if I don't nail, like, one fill in the song or, like, one part of the song, if I mess it up a little or play something different, it, like, bothers the fuck out of me. Like, I'm OCD as hell. So, like, I need to play every single note that that drummer, like, if I don't hit that floor tom, like, I might as well just give up. Like, I, I, so I have to listen to it, write it down, and just learn it that way, because then I know I'm hitting every note, hopefully. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, that's just... That's a me problem. Like, So, like, when I joined Rust, I, like, listened to all the songs and, like, wrote them all out and then, like, learned them that way. And, like, my process is just, like, I'll read it while I'm playing and then, like, slowly start to, like, not look at the music when I'm playing it until until I get it. Like, at one point, it just clicks. And then I... I can remember it. Learning music's wild to me. Yeah. Like, cause there is a lot going on in, in some songs. And then like, to be able to just make your body do that is just like insane. Like, I don't, it's, it's wild to me. Like, how am I able to read the music and play at the same time and listen to the song? Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Well,
0: like, it's interesting that you write it out and then learn that way, because yeah. I just like I knit Cannon and drumline it, where I just like
2: <laughs> <laughs> listen
0: to it like best movie fifty times, and yeah. then I I can play it. Like yeah. I've I've auditioned before, like um, who did who did I play with recently? Where I was like, I had to learn their set basically. Yeah, yeah, and you uh, just listen to it a lot. I watched. I like watched a live set like a hundred times over the course of a week, and then I like showed up and and played. I'd be shit in my
1: fucking pants.
0: I know it was. I mean, luckily it wasn't super high stress, but yeah, I could write it out honestly. Yeah, and read it. Yeah, but I'm so lazy that I don't want (laughs) to do those extra steps. I'd rather just fucking learn it to where like in my sleep I can sing the set back totally but yeah that's just that's how i've always learned yeah there's
1: but no I mean, right or wrong way
0: yeah. yeah i mean i can still read like i can write it Dude, out that's and read it, good for you
1: <laughs> i don't yeah
0: i'm just yeah. i'm so interested that you like I, actually write shit out like i've never met a uh a drummer outside of like jazz like a larnell lewis or something oh, where yeah. it's like <laughs> oh shit!
1: Because <laughs> like Love
0: Larnell, he does like the active listening, and then so he'll be learning a set like on a plane, and he'll like yeah. write it out, and then like be reading through it.
1: That's what like. I do. Yeah. Like I just I have to. Like my brain will not let me do it another way. Like you do should you find see that like the...
0: writing it out? Do you find writing this the drum part out helps you like yes. in your mind?
1: Oh, that's crazy. Hundred percent. Like. It, like there's there's so many times where I'll like be playing the song and like if I'm like, wait, what comes next? Like if I have like a moment where I like forget, I can like picture the sheet music and like I'll be like, oh, okay, that comes next. Like that crash with the bass drum, like my mind just like will go there and I'm like, okay, well, cool. But like So I don't... you've
0: got you've got like a photographic style. Memory, but like recalling the actual like just for drums. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Anything else? So
1: weird. (laughs) I know I'm a freak. Um, yeah, that is like the most like. I'm so grateful that my teacher growing up taught me how to do that because it's helped me learn hundreds of songs. Like, and like, I don't know if it saved me time. But, like, I just feel like if I was to do it the other way or, like, yeah, listen to it, try to play it, listen to it, try to play it, like, I feel like that would take me longer personally. But, like, it may take me, like, 30 minutes to an hour to, like, write out a song. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I'll play it through however many times I need to. But I just feel like that's faster for me. But, yeah, some people can just listen to it and then just play it. And it's, like, that impresses the fuck on me.
0: I mean, like... I will be honest with you. You are, in terms of accurate drummers, you rank very highly, like oh of God. people that I know. <laughs> and so, knowing that that's how you do it now, like, I'm like, okay, that definitely that's why. has to be. It has to be that. Like, it has to be because every time I've seen Russ play, it's like, it's dialed, right? Like, dude, I
1: can't not play what is recorded. Like, I just you can't. You play the parts.
0: <laughs> I I don't
1: do that. <laughs> Dude, but like, I love that though. Like, I love drummers who just like, or like musicians who play the part, but then also can like add stuff or like change it a little if they if they want, and like it still sounds sick. That's but like, if I don't play what's like physically recorded, it bothers me. Like, it's crazy. I I clearly have a problem and need to. No, talk I'm very to jealous of that.
0: Like, I really <laughs> wish that I could play the exact same thing every single time.
1: I can't do it. It irks me. Like, like I've, I've physically had like a hissy fit. Just like (laughs) if I like mess up a part, like even just like practicing at home, like if I'm trying to like do a cover video and like, I like miss that one bass drum. I'm like, I want to just flip a table. Like (laughs) it just like, I immediately just have the most rage. Like, I'm like, why the fuck are you so stupid? Like, why didn't you get that? like, now you gotta do it all over again. Like fuck. <laughs> Speaking of self-deprecation, but like yeah, I right. I can't. Like I have to play what's written or like my life's over. <laughs> <laughs> so even um, now, like the, the new EP that we're maybe, maybe not putting
0: out. Um not you're not putting it out on a label that you just signed with? Yeah, no,
1: maybe not. <laughs> 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 I gotta go back now and like write it out again Mm -hmm. just to make sure I'm playing what's recorded. Cause like what I'd written out to record is probably a little different than what was actually recorded now. Now I got to make sure like, okay, well, I can't sound different than the record. So I need to write it out again and relearn the songs properly. That's just me. (laughs) This is like,
0: I know that you probably think it's funny or dumb, but to me, that's like a challenge that i am willing like you saying this is like oh i really want to try that like i really want to challenge myself now to like to write out the parts learn it like and be as accurate as possible this is crazy (laughs) i appreciate this i don't know if anybody else listening this far is like oh wow that's like really inspiring or if they're like what Uh, the fuck are they even talking about if i to can inspire me,
1: one person yes to me
0: this is like challenge accepted like yeah, i
1: will do go. this and um, i i should try to just like listen to a song and just play it that way and not flip my drum set no just whiplash that shit. <laughs> not quite my tempo like <laughs>
0: dude. i knew that this episode was going to be long
1: um oh shit! know Yo, 348 you know i talk too much i'm sorry we both talked too much. Uh, I knew no. that this was gonna
0: be a, uh, this was gonna be a long episode. But I, in in the sake of keeping everything under two hours, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give us the the final question. But okay, Go. you know I love hanging out with you so much. Dude. So thank you for
1: everything. Likewise, no, thank you. I I saw like I listened to a bunch of the episodes and I was like, I'm gonna talk way more than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I was like 50 minutes? I was like I, I hope I can talk that little. <laughs> like, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> you probably got um, a
1: busy day
0: ahead. I do not but for for the sake of consistency You're I right. will um, do two what parts. Is your, yeah, we'll do two parts. <laughs> What's yeah.
2: your,
0: what is your favorite city for beans and breakdowns? Oh shit. I mean I expect, a, I expect a lot from you on this honestly. Dude,
1: I <laughs> Fuck the pressure. Like, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is like Toronto, because like I've just lived here my entire life. Yeah. And, like, that's where the most memories are. But like, that's fine if you want to go with that. That's just like, yeah, you're making me think, like, oh, but like, there's other places. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man, just like, just here, like, just growing up in the general Toronto area, like, there used to be shows in like Newmarket and like Bradford, like little towns, like outside of Toronto that you'd go to every weekend. And like, you could see your favorite band. You could see a new band. Like you could see a, a punk band, a ska band, a metal band. And it like, it used to be so sick. And like, I know times change and like, it's hard to run a venue and it's hard to keep it going. Like, you don't make that much right unless it's a bigger venue in the city like it's hard now for the smaller towns to keep the music scene alive i feel but like i'm glad there's people doing it like shout out rob (laughs) shout out you guys like you just have to help each other but yeah toronto like definitely has the most memories for me just like going to shows playing shows like that's where i I played one of my first shows was like downtown and I don't know if you were ever able to go, but there was a, at Bathurst and Queen Street, like kind of near Velvet Underground. Have mm-hmm. you ever been there? No. There was like this three-story purple building that was called the, I think it was called the Big Bop. But the main floor was a venue called the Cathedral. The second floor was the Reverb. And the third we'll call it a floor, but it was definitely just like a room with like no windows and like definitely a fire hazard. It was called like Holy Joe's or something. And like that was like where I played my first like show, like when my brother and I used to have like a band. Um, But yeah, like definitely Toronto's got to be my top. Like especially like the coffee scene here is just stupid. Like you could go one block and find like four really good shops now. Like you used to have to go seek it out, but now we're spoiled and like, you know, I don't know where else I, <laughs> where Did else you, I went. Because <laughs> you worked at Boxcar, right? Um, Rooster. Rooster. Yeah, yeah. I love going to Boxcar. Like that place is dope. Like when they just had like the one location, like mm-hmm. I used to go all the time. <laughs> yeah, Rooster was the first like, you know, indie coffee shop that i worked at like it was starbucks originally and then like yeah rooster like i did four years at both about and then i was like i can't make a living off of this no you cannot (laughs) i mean it was sick when i like working at rooster was dope because my manager at the time would just like be like okay like if you got to go play shows just like let me know when you're coming back kind of thing so like, that's why I kept that job was because, like, I was able to go play shows here and there and, and not yeah. have to worry about finding a new job when I got back. Because, like, that that would just again, anxiety. Like, see ya! Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I right. also runner up Montreal, we'll go with that.
2: That's a good like, one,
1: dude. And you and you showed me that Cafe Pista was dope. Like, I thought I knew some good coffee shops in Montreal, but then. That one was like holy shit! Like how have I never been here,
0: <laughs> dude? There's another one up Saint Laurent, like a little bit called yeah. Origin, and it's like Origin, a little bit different, but yeah. it's just as good. They're a multi-row shop,
1: oh, and shit. then
0: there's one that I have to. I have a list. I'll take
1: this <laughs> yes, please. But there's
0: there's a there's a Japanese cafe sold that's very good, dude.
1: So, What's it called?
0: Um, it's called Osmo.
1: like the shawarma (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. but no not osmos
2: (laughs) like osmo
0: uh, yeah osmo it's it's like osmo by maru-san
2: because it's like
0: a
1: kitchen i have that one saved on my google map list the the shop architecture alone is i i remember again picture memory like (laughs) I could see the Google listing with like the photos and like I could, yeah, the shop looks sick. That's why I wanted to go there and had good reviews too. So I was like, I should just come to Madhouse. Just come for the hangs. Yeah. Well, I do have weekends off. so Maybe I should. But I'm not going to be feeling well the week before because I'm going to New York, but (laughs) <laughs> oh so I'll see if I can make the trek I don't know I'm going to that's why I'm going to see mine for us
0: oh no in Brooklyn <laughs> oh that's right
1: yeah so like we're going to dog sit for my cousin and like yeah they're conveniently playing when I'm there so that's dope. I'm dragging Katie there and I'm like we're just going to have to stand at the back because it's going be go to be a war show? zone oh we, we go like We've been to a fair amount together. Like we've seen like I drag her to my shows obviously, but yeah, she loves that stuff. Like we went to city in color, like we've seen the black keys, like 1975 Japanese house, like all that kind of stuff. And like she came with me, like I got her into turnstile, which is sick. We went to turnstile and like spirit box, like spirit box she's she's showed me like some amazing bands and like i'm trying to show her some as well so like i love that she's open to coming to those kind of like she loves alexis on fire and stuff like that okay good yeah yeah so like we have very similar tastes but she's definitely made me appreciate like other bands that i never thought i would listen to and like she got me an ariana grande and i'm just like she's like my favorite that's a hard sell for me dude I know. I know. Hard sell for a lot of people. Yeah. But Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Halsey, Tate McRae, my vibe. Like, that's like I know. I know you're disappointed. Uh, but it's like, not so much it's not as <laughs> how uh, Yo my your 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 picture of me now is just like going downhill. You're it's like, not, I promise
0: it's not, you know, th- no, this is judgment free, but <laughs> Lies. I find that music <laughs> challenging to
1: listen to. Your face <laughs> tells me otherwise. Um Sorry. no no. I, I get it completely. I don't know what it is inside me, but it just like that music just like satisfies something for me. Like when I listen to so much like of the heavier stuff, then like I'll wanna throw on something with just like a sick beat or like some cat. I just I love the female voice. I'll tell you that. Like any female pop song I'm just like let's go <laughs> like as long I, as it's not completely stupid like I mean I'll I'll, I'll so Miley I, I'm a bit. I like Miley oh lot. yo Miley
0: all the way yeah so Katie that's, got that's me into my, Miley
1: for sure the new album
0: is it oh, slaps
1: she's yo let's just do a tour with Miley I'm waiting I'm waiting for the call <laughs> yo yo hold on wait I think this is her <laughs> <laughs> she, need, you need two drummers. So yeah. do two two drummers on tour. I'd be like Slipknot, but Miley, but Miley. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Slipknot. Yo, we gotta do this again. Yeah, we do. Cause yeah, Slipknot is huge. How did I not say Slipknot before?
0: Anyways, Slipknot's huge.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: All right. Anyway, Dylan.
1: Yo, Grayson. Thank you so much for your time. No, thanks for asking me. This is my first podcast ever.
0: You're I'm like
1: he wanted to talk to me. I was like, I don't have anything interesting to say.
0: <laughs> You're the only person that I know personally hmm. that has toured on Warp Tour, so that was basically the selling point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Warp Tour used to be my nickname when I lived in Atlanta for a hot minute. That's because apparently I looked like I always was like. Apparently, I just looked like I should be at Warp Tour. Like, you look
0: like the human version of Warped Tour.
1: War. Bro, fuck.
0: Like, I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like the cut. It's like off. a
0: backhanded. It's like a German compliment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank okay. you so much for everything. Thanks for your time.
1: I Dude, love you. You're a beautiful human. Love you human. more. You're more beautiful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Dylan for hanging out on the podcast. Be sure to keep an eye out for the new Rust EP. They have a single out called Face Down, and they will be releasing the EP through New Age Records coming soon. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck
2: up.